Good evening and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen. Eleven minutes ago we found out that the star of the movie that we're going to review tonight has passed away at the tragic age of 42. Chadwick Boseman had apparently been fighting cancer for four years and he lost his battle with cancer today. Our hearts go out to his family and we dedicate this episode in his honor. Tonight on Three and a Half Gentlemen, we're going to celebrate Chadwick's life and his uh, wonderful performance in this movie. Instead of uh, making it a somber event, we are going to make this uh, full of praise and honest critique of the Black Panthers. So please join us where the four hosts provide a refined intellectual analysis for moves from our private collections and one who tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. What up, yo? Eddie. How's it going? And Brandon. Wakanda forever. With every review, we tell you how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection. At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is the perfect film, which you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five is a terrible film that you must be blacked out on heart-shaped herb to enjoy. Which is really good stuff. It is actually Very good, good stuff. <laughs> In addition to our review, we generally pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. We invite you now to shake, stir, or mix a cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. With that, uh, Brandon, what Heart thumping, heart shaped box. Heart shaped. No, that's Nirvana. Flower. How do you guys get Nirvana into that Producing one? Producing movie. My best. Do we have this evening? We're gonna look at the Marvel <laughs> classic at this point. I think we can call it a classic with the Academy Award nominee. True. Black Panther. After the death of his father, T'Challa returns home to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king. When a powerful enemy suddenly reappears, T'Challa's medal as king and as Black Panther gets tested when he's drawn into a conflict that puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. Faced with treachery and danger, the young king must rally his allies and release the full power of Black Panther to defeat his foes and secure the safety of his people. Eddie, take us through the cocktail. As we mentioned, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story for cocktail. Sometimes a drink will be referenced directly in the film, and other times a drink will be simply inspired by the film. Jeremiah, since you took the lead on this, what's the cocktail? Well, since we're doing our very first superhero month, you know. MCU, yeah. Yeah, everything MCU. We went, hey, let's go with the Black Panther and everything. And you know what? And we're just like, fantastic, because we have the heart of Wakanda cocktail, which is an amazing drink. I'm already kind of a little feeling a little saucy. We're all feeling a little I saucy. I am sauced out. <laughs> I've cried. Yes, we have yeah. cried. But we are also going to have some celebrations here regarding to this amazing movie. And this is where we get a chance to actually give a little cheer and celebration to Chadwick. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. All you need is two ounces of vodka. Vodka. Whatever you want, make it happen. <laughs> a little corn syrup, uh, grenadine, purple sugar, not too much. It's dangerous. And a little uh, light lemon lime soda. I prefer Slice. They like the Sierra Mist ships. Oh, Sierra Mist. <laughs> if you want more information about this cocktail, go to our website, thegentlemanpodcast.com. What, what, what's All the name of the drink? amazing. The Heart of Wakanda Cocktail. The Heart of Wakanda. And it is... The heart of it's burning my heart right now. It is burning. Well, it's all. It looks purple. It looks like you know the the herb that the Black Panther actually drinks. You know to get his powers and whatnot. Yeah, I think I might be sleeping on the couch tonight. Brandon. <laughs> so to give you guys a little background on our selection process for this second season, we're going to be reviewing movies that we, however tenuously, can link together by theme, actors, or subject for this section or for this set i guess we are going to be talking about superhero Superheroes. movies so again we are trying to keep to our mandate and review movies that shape how stories have been told throughout time and even how we think they're going to be told on the future on screen or in the future on screen ha <laughs> so we won't be talking about the movie straight through instead we'll let our conversations flow naturally that said we'll be touching on different film aspects including plot characters direction director of photography and anything else uh, yeah. that might come up yo i can't say some photography because it's the hardest <laughs> word. <You said> it <laughs> perfectly Jeez. all right so essentially i'm going to take you through kind of a little bit of the plot of the movie we've got this concept that thousands of years ago we had african tribes who were uh warring over the metal vibranium which is the uh, mcu's most magical and mystical 
uh, substance on Earth. And uh, essentially one of the African tribes was uh, separated from the others or banished from the others. And you had um, one of the warriors of one of the tribes take the heart-shaped herb and prove himself worthy of the black panther. Which is, uh, it also kind of had pl- place like the uh, Atlantis. It, everyone said, I think in the movie it said, it was, or Atlantis, everyone thought was in South America and over there, but it was actually in Africa. Which, which kind of, uh, they make it almost like Atlantis in that vibranium is the thing that they yeah. draw from the earth that can only be found on one place. And just to give you a little MCU, because you know I'm also a nerd of MCU. So yeah, uh, yeah, vibranium is. is the substance with which uh, Captain America's shield is made, yep. as well as I believe, and no, it's adamantium. So it's vibranium. Yeah. Is, is, uh, but uh, vibranium was the substance also that was created as the shell for um, Iron Man. No. No. The Winter Soldier. For no, no. no. The Winter Soldier arm. Yeah. Yes. But uh, the villain uh, that I can't think of right now because Red my brain Skull is gone. No. Uh, Just go in there. I don't <laughs> know my mind. Thanos. Uh, Th- it was Thanos. No, it wasn't the, Thanos. It was part of the rings. No, it wasn't. It Ultron. Was, uh, yes. Yes. Ultron. God. Okay, so so spoiler alert, everybody out there who's listening, yeah, I don't yeah. know shit about the MCU. You have to I have seen, I, I was actually talking Avengers. to Eddie about this off off mic, and I think I've seen four or five of the MCU movies. Black Panther being one, that, and actually the only one that I've seen twice. So this is exciting to so come this at this good. twice. This is good. So we've got uh, T'Challa's father, uh, T'Chaka, visiting New York in like around 1990. Oakland. Yeah, actually, Oakland, 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 actually. Oakland. Bay Area? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it takes place in Oakland, and actually it's pretty cool because in a way it actually is the start of the Black Panther, actually. Took place? That's where it originated? It originated back in basically. Oakland? No, in real life. The, 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 you mean the, the Black Panther movement? Yeah, it started in Oakland, actually. But not 92. Uh, 92. Yeah, no. no, it was before. No, it been 1960s. Yeah, yeah. Been 1960s. So what do you guys think of like the narration of the movie? Because I love how it starts with like Sterling K, you know, just giving like the whole narration about like, you know, talking to his son about the story, the I legend, cool. the myth. I, like I love that scene. I love that scene too. Well, I think that importantly, and, and I put this in my notes too, is that it really sets up the twist with Eric right from the get-go, which I think is so important because it, it comes back to um, Eric Killmonger um, later on with, you know, Brendan uh, Jordan. Or no, Michael B. Jordan. Michael right. B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. One of the things that I feared going into this movie um, was that it was going to be a very uh, different type of, of 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 Marvel movie. It did very well at the box office. It did very well with viewership. It did very well with Rotten Tomatoes because I think it subverted expectations and made a very respectful, very, yeah. uh, very, very out, an outstanding entry into the MCU. It was an out, it was an outstanding movie in the MCU yeah, universe. Like yeah. it actually held its own strong point in the whole universe with what, and it is, it was just as strong as Iron Man and, and uh, Captain America, I, I believe. Oh, I, in some ways I think it was actually more because it had a father story that I think was absolutely rooted in something yeah. that we hadn't expected. Well, I, well, I uh, sorry, jumping over you. You're good. I didn't like though. I, the only thing I was kind of, worried about and I'm not watching it again I felt like it was still there is if you didn't follow up with the movie prior in the MCU you didn't really know like what did his dad just die what really yeah, happened which would have been Captain America's Civil War it was a Civil War yeah. so yeah so and you the had, first introduction you, you got that you actually had Chadwick in that movie yeah. yes. kind of emerge you saw his father die you saw kind of the backstory of how he was going to become the Black Panther so now, now, he was a now that being said, somebody yeah. like me who came at this completely unaware, I didn't watch yeah. Civil uh, Civil War, or Winter Soldier, or whatever. No, Winter, uh, Civil War, uh, Civil, War, okay. Civil War. So, yeah, so I didn't see that one. I thought that they did a decent job in giving the backstory, which was really just two quick flashbacks. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's only two f- flashbacks of the explosion in the uh, the building. And I do think I do think you're mm-hmm. missing a little bit of you the, are. of the story when you don't. When you don't watch all the movies, right? And I, I don't mean to say that they're all connected and they're all so well. It's MCU, on, right? Yeah. yeah. But but in Winter Soldier, you had kind of the um, just to give you a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, not Winter Soldier. In Civil, Civil War. War, you had the two factions of groups fighting. You had a group that wanted to register with the government and a, a group that didn't want to register with the government. And basically an evil um, person who was trying to manipulate. convolute and yeah. manipulate the situation. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they actually killed T'Challa's father. Right. So you had this this underlying kind of hatred for 
the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, the hatred for Captain America, hatred for that group mm-hmm. in in T'Challa because they he in his mind had killed his father even though mm-hmm. at the end of the movie we found out they didn't but right well it was interesting because I was talking to Eddie off off mic way before uh, we started recording this is that I didn't even know that that his death the dad's death is shown in another movie to me that was just kind of I look at these and and I know uh, this is my fault for not being part of the MCU following but I looked at this as a standalone movie and to be fair it did coming from it. As an as a standalone movie, I think it did a really good job of establishing itself as a standalone. That it does en- it gives enough background information that we aren't feeling lost. Now that being said, I agree with what both Eddie and Sean, you guys were saying that to know that backstory, to see Civil War and to see where they come from, yeah, I think it would probably be a whole lot more enlightening. But at the same time, do I feel like we miss anything? No, I don't think we do. I agree with but you on that because when I was know. watching this movie, I was like, I didn't care about what happened in the Civil War. There was like this Correct, own story yeah. and everything like that. I was like, oh, I'm so for it. Yeah. And I love how it kind of gives like a whole introduction of like what he's about and what he's doing. And his first mission, you know, he has to save his friend regarding to, um, you know, who has might like some type of like knowledge and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes place right away too after Civil War too. Uh, you were saying I think it was right, a couple right, weeks, couple weeks after, after, which yeah. was kind of cool to, yeah. to see that universe still continue the Nets as on. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really appreciated about this movie is that they really took the time to develop slowly the characters' relationships. So Great. right away you had a really good relationship between um, – uh, to Chilla and his mother, like yeah. right away. Yeah. But you also had a couple of great scenes between Tachilla and his sister. Yeah, I love that. And his sister is Zuri. Is, is her name? Is it Zuri? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. She, she is my absolute favorite character of the movie. You also had Agreed. Everett Ross, who was uh, played a big part in in Civil War. Martin Freeman. Uh, Martin Freeman's yeah. character, who kind of came in, but it felt natural, even though, like Brandon said, you hadn't seen the previous movies. He didn't feel like. Uh, like a uh, 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 fish out of water, he felt like he no. fit into the into the universe. You also had Zuri, uh, Forrest Whitaker. He was like the oh, uncle. That, I'm sorry, he's Zuri. He's Zuri. So who's the sister? Uh, well, that, that's Suri. Uh, no, that's that's, that's Suri, Shuri, and, and Shuri. Suri and Zuri. And Zuri. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. So there's Shuri. That is my one of my big criticisms of this movie is that the the names sounded similar. Well, and I don't think they did a really good job of introducing the different characters. It was more of a, of a visual introduction rather than. Uh, a for sure. character introduction and his sister has such a complex character and, and i hate to compare it to james bond but she was his cue she yeah, was 100 definitely his yeah. his ability I, I to that, yeah, yeah. His, his his technology his he he was the fighter his eyes and she ears was the mind. yeah mm-hmm. she was the tony stark of like of like you know of the nation or like Wakanda. for him and everything like and, that and we all kind of knew at this point when we were watching this movie that avengers infinity war was coming and we kind of knew that maybe Tony Stark was going to start disappearing from the picture. It was nice to see that they had a kind of a backup set up that the technology from now on was going to come from Wakanda, was going to come from this lab. Now, this is a, this is a silly question, uh, maybe, uh, since you guys are all MCU people. But how much vibranium fell to Earth in that, in that meteor? Like, how much vibranium do we have on this planet? Because so it seems according like to the outside mm-hmm. world, vibranium is extremely rare and extremely limited. Right. But when you saw the city of Wakanda, and exactly. you saw it was not. And and one of the themes right. of this movie is that they were hiding the wealth of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. They were hiding what Wakanda actually was from the entire world. So, right. So then, then let me kind of spin off and ask you this. I know I'm jumping way ahead, but uh, with the flowers, okay, with the flowers that... Um, the herbs. The herbs. With, with herbs, yeah. The heart-shaped herb. Exactly. That uh, that are destroyed by Eric, or, or he he kind of killed destruction. Killed right. Awesome. So they they save the one flower, and that ends up saving uh, Black Panther. Saving Black Panther, or saving T'Challa. Uh, T'Challa. T'Challa. Is that the last no, herb that we have? I don't think so. so. Uh, or is there a this backup? Is, this is a huge question in the MCU: mm-hmm. is whether he is the last Black Panther? Exactly. That's and, what I was wondering. And the the answer to me, we don't know. Is the, the, we don't know. There's okay. no way to know. Okay. My uh, my uh, argument is that there's going to be some other movie in the future. Well, if there if this franchise does continue without it has Chadwick Boseman, right? Um, if that does happen, then there's going to be some sort of a movie that goes in search of a flower to 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 create a new Black Panther, right. which actually would might. It might be a wonderful story about uh, the sister taking the place. Well, I was going to say, brother. I think that I, I read in somewhere um, that Shuri in, in the comics actually takes the place of 
T'Challa. So, I mean, in that case, I think that that might be a, a really interesting growth. Growth. Or it's just really hard to think over. about so quickly. Oh, absolutely. Right now. No, and I don't mean to, to no, no, do and that. I'm, I'm yeah. not, so they already did have Black Panther 2. Uh, That's coming out in 2022. Yeah, actually, so obviously no. they had they that did. already. Yeah. So they're going to scrap the script and, and it's probably have to start over. Yeah. They might have already recorded, though. I don't know if they actually started like filming or anything like well, that. I just know that COVID, I, you know I how like MCU usually like has like their, you know, their phase schedule. six, phase seven, like this is the next schedule here yeah. and whatnot. So my, and not to pick on, on the, the death or anything, but he's been fighting for four years. My guess is that they've, they had to have made some sort of uh backup script backup almost plan yeah. for for this. Yeah, that, that's not something that came out of nowhere for, for us. It did because we, we didn't know what was going on and, and it's so tragic. I mean, it's tragic. It's seriously. Like it literally knocked us off our feet. We were just like, are you kept kidding it pretty me? Pretty quiet. So I didn't know he was battling. Cancer. Yeah. Right, I don't think, I don't think many, people I don't think did. a lot of people knew. Right. But let's talk about the first scene where he actually, you know, like stops, you know, uh, the re- rescuing the the convoy, the, 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 convoy, the citizens oh. and whatnot. And you get to actually see uh, uh, Lupita, Nakia. Oh, my gosh. OK, so I'm going I'm to just I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to be like, you know, that this person right here. She is probably one of the most beautiful actresses I've ever seen on the fucking screen. Lupita. So freaking screen. Yeah. So uh, so here's here's the reality. And I'm going to start this off now. I'm going to give my little disclaimer. I don't like Marvel movies. I think that they're just completely pointless in a lot of ways. And I think that they're they're unrealistic, which frustrates me. Believe him that when he says that. Said, I know. I know. And I'm probably turned off a bunch <laughs> just, of uh, viewers or listeners. Don't don't stop listening because of me. Listen to the other three. Please don't listen to Brandon. But uh, I will say that that first battle in the jungle. Where they, where he comes and kind of relieves all the women and the undercover agent, all that, was one of the best action sequences, best fight sequences I think I've ever seen. I thought it was so well done. I thought it was great, even though it was you know done in the shadows and it was quick and it was very dark. dark, I'm so surprised you could see it because it was so dark and I I couldn't see. But I and and I think that that was one of the things that to me stood out is that it seemed. And here's my here's my big problem with the MCU, is it seemed realistic. I mean, with its superhero sense, it was still realistic because it happened so quick and things were just so jumbled and scrambled, which to me contrasts so much with the final battle, which I have a lot of problems about. And, so, and I agree. That, I, yeah. These two, I'm sorry. Go, I, go these two scenes are my, my biggest criticism of the movie is the opening scene where you literally couldn't even see what was going on between the characters and the final scene where they're, they've got that train and it's, oh, it's see, to me it was a rhinos. It's pulling off. Uh, okay, you talking about the in the, in, yeah. in, in the town inside, inside yeah. the yeah where they're actually doing their their battle. I just felt like I, I felt like they were reluctant to say T'Challa was a better a better leader, a better Black Panther, a better that, fighter, a better fighter. Well, yeah, and that Michael B. Jordan, that uh, his character Eric Killmonger was less than. And w- one of the things that the MCU struggles with so much is good villains. Good villains are so hard to find. Yeah. Thanos was probably the best villain we've ever what, seen. Red Skull? Red Skull was not great. Oh, yeah. uh, but you've had you had a bunch of different movies with villains that were just a little subpar. Finally, we have Killmonger, who I do think was a adequate oh, he villain. He was equal for sure. For a and he had a good reason. His yeah. dad, you know, like his know, story. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But I just thought the final battle just didn't didn't do it for me. You know, mm-hmm. in, in in a lot of ways. So. I, I know I'm jumping way ahead with you, but I think the idea behind. Mm-hmm. The um, I don't know the, the vibranium disruptor or whatever whatever the heck that's called in the tunnel uh, or the the, the it's like train, a train thing. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool idea, but I would agree with you that the, basically the last twenty minutes of this movie, to me, and and feel free to disagree, please, you guys here and then you guys at, at uh, home or on the car, was crap. Well, get, well, let's take it back to the yeah, beginning. Yeah, and we'll get into that. By the way, I, I had to disagree with you. I'm going to be the guy in the car. I actually thought the final battle scenes was so dope, and I was like so about it. It just reminded me like Return of the Jedi and everything like that. And oh, even, don't you dare. And even, <laughs> and even Ryan, I'm the director, leave this room right even now. Ryan, the director, even said that he took like a lot of things from oh. that part. From you know movie. what I thought of that first fight scene, though, that you, that you don't like, Sean, that you do like, Brandon? Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of like... Uh, the, for some reason, this reminded me of Batman. But yes, with just yes. like with just like just fighting in the dark and just like he just spot out, he just pops in little areas and he just takes down like four people and then he disappears and then he comes yeah. back and I takes down. I actually, yes. yeah, sure. Uh, I, really I actually thought you would have been that. really about that too because it reminded me of like the shadow in, in a weird way, you know. And I am yeah. a weird way love the shadows. Yeah, so. no, I I, um, I, I think, think that that's great because it shows that he is literally this kind of mysterious. Black I, guess, I guess force. my problem with yeah. it is that with this day and age, we have the ability to 
essentially film in all different lighting. Mm-hmm. And and the film quality is so beautiful. And, and I think that Black Panther as a character, through Civil War, you watched him fight. I wanted to see him move. I wanted to see him act. And it was so... He, he was so great in Civil War. There's that great scene where I they're tracing the, chasing the car and he's following the car. It, it's That's what I was expecting. And I was just a little let down. So that, I understand. Right. I understand. So, right. so, so then then in, my, in my, 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 I guess, argument of this first scene, because to me, this first scene was, was the greatest of the whole art, fighting scenes of, the, of all the movie. Um, is, are they not then establishing him as this almost mysterious phantom-like jungle-like character who comes and strikes out of the, the shadows. And I guess they did have to reboot the... Not reboot. That's not the right well, word. Two, it was two years later, I think, from Civil War. Yeah, right? it kind of established his quality of yeah. a jungle fighter. Anyway, that being said, I didn't care for it. You care for it. That's, that's fine. That, that's not going to yeah. change yeah, yeah, my no, score no. tremendously. But at the end of the day, what I really did love is that uh, you all of a sudden had... I don't know. It's almost like they threw us into a plot so quickly that I was hooked from the very beginning. You had mm-hmm. Black Panther rescuing his his essentially estranged girlfriend for the purposes of bringing her back to see his mom and his sister so that he could take the, the mantle as king and become the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And that um, ritualistic performance of the tribes coming together of... Of him being able Freaking to be awesome. challenged, awesome. of him drinking the flower. All the families have right. a, a choice to, like, we want to fight for this or not fight for this. To me, it was such a wonderful blend of modern technology of the city being this big, huge, beautiful city, but also having the roots yes. of of culture. And, and this is something that I think MCU doesn't spend enough time with is developing the culture of the characters. And, yes. uh, you know, Batman has a, a, a and I'm go, going off the rails a little bit. Batman has a very specific culture. He was an orphan. He was he, he was bred to fight in the in the streets of Gotham. Superman was altruistic and American and uh, believed in everything that was great about America. You know, Black Panther was very reverent to his family, very reverent to his culture and wanted to almost I don't want to say hide, but protect the secrets of Wakanda by shielding it from the outside world. And I think that really was a great theme that ran throughout the movie. And it also was it was so good about the movie was the music itself. I think it was one of the better scores in a very, very long time. I mean, it just fit the music. It fit the vibe. You just wanted to be a part of that particular like just the whole world that you see on the screen. He won an Academy Award for, I believe, best score, actually, which is pretty amazing. And just a little, like, you know, fun fact is, like, that was the first score from a superhero movie that was actually nominated mm-hmm. yeah. since, what, Superman? John yeah, Williams? Well, and yeah. then, I mean, this is the first Best Picture nominee from all Marvel movies. It's and crazy. it's interesting and that to it me came it's really this movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, and not to disparage the movie in any way, shape, or form, but what this movie did as far as being starring predominantly black cast being directed by a predominantly black director or a black director um, using predominantly black producers, it kind of made it made a statement that could have gone either way. It could have really repelled, you know, mm-hmm. audiences if you want to believe that. But what you saw was a huge success. People mm-hmm. flocked to this movie to see the difference, to see what, what had been created. And I think that says a lot about the movie and the quality and the, and it really does it says it says a lot about the 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 people who created this world it I, does and I, I think real quick I, I think that one thing that's interesting about this is because they didn't pander I, I feel like this film didn't pander to a certain audience I think it said hey here's a superhero is he black sure does he come from Africa sure but he's still a superhero at at the heart and so in that case it wasn't to me at least. Like hitting us over the head with a certain agenda, it was just like, "Hey, here's a here's a decent person, here's a decent hero. Let's watch what happens." It brought so many new fans to the MCU universe because yes. it brought, okay, it wasn't just you know you had the MCU fanatics that already enjoyed Black Panther from Stan Lee's days, right, with the comics, and then you brought a whole new uh, a fan, a fan base with just being having Black Panther that they stuck to because he was here to stay and he brought in like this almost this uh, traditional value heroic uh, person that was family oriented and he was just like he, he you knew what he was fighting for right off the bat and a lot of people I felt like associated with like his values 
And if you go back and if you look at some of the other movies that tried and perhaps failed to do what this movie did, um, you look at Blade, the Blade trilogy. Okay, so the Blade trilogy had a very diverse cast in Blade One and Blade Two, and then they totally pandered and acquiesced, and it was very whitewashed cast for Blade Trinity. Fast forward to the uh, Marvel Luke Cage, where you had um, Marciana Ali as Cottonmouth, Mahershala, Mahershala. Excuse Mahershala, me, sorry. Yeah. And he, you had this performance, this, oh, there's not a better performance. in. if you ever want to see a great performance in Marvel Universe, this is the one to see. And it's almost like they carried over the themes that were working in Luke Cage and really, and really infused them into this movie. And it really worked. It really just was beautiful. I don't think a lot of people understand, like, when this movie came out, I mean, it was kind of like the dark horse of all these comic book movies that come out that same year because you still had Avengers uh, you know Infinity Wars that was going to be released like four months before that and then you also had Deadpool 2 also being released and this movie actually outshined both of those releases and did. this became the number one when you, th- when you look back at it it has become the number one standalone Marvel movie yep. for superheroes and whatnot. Agreed. Yeah I, I feel like that, that this movie more than anything except for maybe Iron Man um, it is that standalone. I think you're 100% right. I think that, that so much of the MCU, okay, and this is, again, coming from somebody who is outside of the MCU um, fan base, that a lot of these movies are like, oh, that's the next MCU. That's the next movie in the MCU. That Where Black Panther is, hey, that's the next movie in the MCU, but it's also just a movie on its own. And I think that right. it does a really good job of having a beginning, having an ending. And yes, does it contain spoilers or, or parts of other MCU movies? I think, yeah, absolutely it does. But it does a great job it, of standing alone. It was the first one that did stand alone for a while. Like, that wasn't dependent on the on the Avengers storyline. Exactly. It showed you it could yeah. be, there, I don't know, for me it showed you it could be, there, there could be heroes outside of the United States. Almost. Which yeah. was kind of cool to see. It was really, yeah. really cool to see that. And, yeah, and I think I think this movie successfully did a lot of wonderful things for the MCU. It brought, like you said, Ed, a whole new viewership base into the MCU. It broke down a lot of barriers. And you know what? It was sort of a, an American success story. It yep. was yeah. it was a wonderful thing to see and then be, to be nominated for an Academy Award. Chadwick did amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it broke down a bunch of barriers and, and there, you cannot under undercut that. Let's talk about, I mean, talk about breaking down barriers. Let's talk about the most, uh, to me, one of the best villains in all of the MCU, which is Killmonger. And let's talk about his origin and where he came from and why he was so uh, intent on taking out T'Challa as king and Black Panther. I agree with you that he was probably one of the best villains. You know, I put him up there as close to the Joker of just how powerful and how like every scene that he was in, he stole that scene. Well, what I think is interesting, and, and I think you kind of mentioned this earlier, Sean, is that for me, Eric Killmonger, what makes him such a good bad guy is that we we kind of in a weird way sympathize and empathize with him, right? Yeah. He makes it makes sense. He saw his his dad. Well, he didn't really see his dad, but his dad was murdered right he there. Experiences he dad experiences his dad killed, and he by knew his where, uncle, yeah, right? right? And right. he knows he knows all these things that are going on. He knows that Wakanda he knows is there, Wakanda, and yeah. they they're hiding the the real riches and powers that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of some other bad guys, or you know, the the, the villains. Of um, of superhero movies, and I do include the Joker. Which I mean, granted, the Joker part of his power is, or part of his attraction is that we don't really know what his backstory is. Right. But then I go to like Superman. I look go to Lex Luthor. We don't know shit about who he is. Which I would argue, and I, I will continue to yes. argue that he's one of the best villains. Well, in we'll history. we'll talk about that next oh, yeah. week. Um, but <laughs> but what I love about Eric Killmonger as a character, and I think Jeremiah, you're talking about this, is that he has some kind of a grounding in reality. Like it makes sense. He is dedicated his life and we see that with all the the scars and the the reasons for the scars on his body he's dedicated his life to this one moment of taking over wakanda and to yeah. me that's badass it's shakespearean is what it is and not to be melodramatic but he sort of won he did like oh he did yeah he 100 percent. but his whole purpose was to expose wakanda and to share their riches and to show the world it woke up how great it woke up yeah to, woke to, up to the yeah and it kind of that's what happened in the end is they exposed themselves. They they showed the world what Wakanda was all about. Which was cool. Which was very cool to see yeah. that. And and just from a cultural perspective, I mean I know Brandon, uh, you know, you, you weren't super uh, MCU savvy. No. But the kids in your class, you know, when they said Wakanda forever, you yeah, I mean you gave the symbol right back. <laughs> Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. <laughs> that yeah. turned into kind of a 
I mean, it's a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no, my my son, and and this is not supposed to be a racial thing. My little white son <laughs> walks around uh, in his Black Panther costume that he got from Costco, and he loves it. And he's got the little Black Panther cartoon uh, yeah. action figure. And to me, and, and this is so important, so so necessary, um, especially in our day and age, is that he embraces a quote unquote black superhero but it's not a black superhero it is a superhero and to me uh, no spoiler alert I'm not a huge fan of this movie I think that it has a lot of flaws I think that all the Marvel movies have a flaw but to me seeing my son walk around and and say Wakanda forever and and cross his arms and like bow to me that's a that's a freaking cool thing to see that on a racial and a humanistic level and and I I mean I know this sounds and I'm going to be careful here but coming from you know, some white guys and two Latino gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> we we grew up in a world like I, I was talking to my dad about this today. We grew up in a world where our favorite athletes were uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and and Sammy Sosa, yeah, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan. And it didn't. Yeah. It had, Not Michael B though. And I was thinking about this today. I was like, I didn't put it together that they were African American until. Ever. Ever. Until, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that was part of the way we were brought up. That was the yeah. culture in which we were raised was mm-hmm. it didn't matter. You know, the, the color of your skin had no bearing on anything. They were heroes regardless. Right. Yeah. And I think this, this movie really successfully gave that proved that point. And it, it kind of re-justified the way that we were raised. Uh, and mm-hmm. all of us were raised, Shoot. which was, it doesn't really matter. Shoot, even with the, the villain, Eric Killmonger, like, like, Compared to this universe, what you had, uh, Loki, like really, like it makes it, Red it, Skull. I Red, like yeah. this guy trumps everyone for me besides Thanos. Like this guy was cool. Like he was just, like, he was brand new to the universe. That I he feel was, like he, he, was, he was smart. He was educated. He was, smart, educated. He was a bad dude, yeah. but and he's again, also Brandon, relatable. Said, yeah, relatable. You said very you, relatable. You actually, I mean, we got to a point where it's like, yeah, maybe he should rule Wakanda. Yeah, I wanted to be <laughs> Killamonger, and <laughs> I have my son be uh, Black Panther. Like I, <laughs> he, he made everything clear. Like now you have you've been hiding these resources to all these people that been reaching dying for this and whatnot he was almost kind of speaking for like his people see and i don't want to get too philosophical into this but it was almost like this movie was martin luther king jr versus malcolm x yeah it was like they had the same goal they had the same uh purpose but different methodologies Mm -hmm. and killmongers at the end he realized the folly of his methodology but at the same time, their their goal was the same. They I, wanted a free, open right. Wakanda. I think that that to me, where where Eric falls short, and and maybe this is something he realizes at the end. But when he when he torches, or when he has the the different flowers, whatever they are, um, when he has those torched, to me that was his one downfall is that pride that that hubris if we call it that no one's gonna be keen after me nobody's gonna keen. i'm I'm gonna be it and to me that was that was the biggest problem that's when i i went from like respecting him and i do mean respecting him to not liking him so that's the thing that's his that's his downfall and that's exactly and that's the difference between him and t'challa that hatred has right. overcome for what, and he we wanted. needed that because we do need to not like the bad guy, right? We need to be cheering the good guy when he wins at the end of the movie. But it really did have a Star Warsian feel, where you've got, mm-hmm. you know, the hate. Don't don't let the hate encompass you. Don't let it take over. Oh no, it took over you. Like the good person is going to will out at the end, and that was definitely Tichilla. What I thought was interesting is you had his mom, essentially drag his ass <laughs> yeah across, across wakanda and save his life it's like that yeah. was such a different dynamic it's like you know you have so many um disney movies or whatever you want to uh, you know marvel is disney now what do you mean um, what do you mean his mom saved his life well so, went to went to the you mean when he when she went to the, the when ice she kingdom went to the ice kingdom yes and, and yeah but yeah. He, he, his mom didn't know yeah, his, his mom didn't uh, know that he was alive guy, um, the other uh, tribe uh, found him Naboo, Naboo. yeah the, the guy uh, that fought, fought the first ritual fight and whatnot yeah he the actually, ice area. yeah okay, so who, they found, he found them they found them oh, fishing it was an accident it was an accident who i'm sorry who had the flower then Oh, oh well, um, one the, of, Nakia, one of the, the, yeah, Nakia, the mom, the, the girl. Oh, yeah, brought it, I thought it was the mom who had the flower. They brought it for the the ice. They brought the it for the the, 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 the other know. guy. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. what's his name? Nobu. Nobu. Yeah. To to like a hey, you could be the powerful guy here. I'm the, you know, sorry. to fight okay. uh, yeah, uh, to fight And then that's when he's like, come over here and show me. I'm gonna show you something. And that's where they showed 
showed their son. That was scary. Uh, no. They showed. Oh. Don't do that. It's the cat. The cat force. They showed. Me. They <laughs> show. Uh, that's where he's like, "Hey, let me show you something." And he shows, "I found your son. He's barely alive. Okay. He's in the coma." So I was, I was confused at that point, or I, I wasn't paying attention. One of the, one of the second, I did think this movie moved really fast and had kind of some, it had some flaws. Well, let's talk uh, about this scene where yeah. there actually was that whole kind of James Bond type of vibe, actually, which yeah, I South really loved. Yeah, that was dope. Well, actually, I, can we just? Go back just just a little bit because I thought one of the fav- one of my favorite parts, and again I'm not coming from this. I really liked it that much. One of my favorite parts um, is the waterfall battle, the the battle of for king king ship. You talk guess. about the first ritual. The first one or the one? Or well, the either one. one, but I thought that both of those. Yeah. But yeah, I thought both of those were really well done. Um, you got the different tribes coming right to the waterfall, the first and time basically cool. saying, "I'm going to challenge. You're not going to challenge. And, uh, no, I'm not going to challenge. No, no, I'm going to challenge." And Except then that's finally, how we have the do it one nowadays. challenge. And we see. <laughs> Could you imagine a presidential? Election? That'd be awesome if we do that nowadays. <laughs> that would be amazing if we do that nowadays. Just, I, this the only thing that's going to solve this election is Joe Biden and Donald Trump naked wrestling. No, forget you that. Know, have some. It, it have some other people drink this to strip down your power. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Have some other just random side come in. Like, I fight for this too. It reminds me of that Pixar movie, Gerald's Game, with the little old guy playing chess against himself. Like I could see that being Trump and Biden at this point. Um, but. <laughs> No, well, okay. So one 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 of the things I absolutely loved was just the the fact that T'Challa was made to be a normal person. Like the when when Forrest Whitaker's character came through and and said, you know, I'm taking, I'm stripping him of his Black Panther powers, essentially. And God um, bless for, uh, Forrest. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, he's gosh amazing. darn it, he's a God freaking amazing actor. guy. Sorry, um, but so in that sense, yeah, I I love that because we see that he's not just a strong hero because he's got this you know this superpower it but he's a more than the flower to make him black panther it's got the character and the courage of it's almost heart. like spider-man-ish yeah right is yeah. he's got the hero inside him great responsibility um, and then kind of going fast forward i mean going beyond the the soul south korea part right so wherever it was um and so when he faces uh, eric killmonger and he gets beaten and he gets beaten straight up legit like i mean eric cool. beat him i mean it wasn't anything else besides just he had straight him up at times over, but he was like, being too nice yeah he he just he got beaten um and to me i thought that that was a really great contrast between the first fight and the last fight where he legitimately wins and then where he legitimately loses yeah and i really do think i think you got something there i think that that the ritual was beautiful the waterfall was beautiful the concept of him losing was kind of beautiful i mean you never you weren't expecting it no mm-hmm. and and you had killmonger who kind of deserved to win oh 100 uh, he beat the crap out when of him. when he took off his t-shirt and he just had all oh. those markings you were just like this guy's not fucked him up oh, yeah. sorry this guy this <laughs> guy is, him up. <laughs> this guy is legit i love that scene like too. michael b jordan well he must have just got done doing like creed one or something because he's like he's no, he was doing push-ups in the off season like, just um, getting I ready i did tybo i really <laughs> feel like michael b jordan <laughs> And this is where they both had the same scene. They, they, they shared the, the, right. the, the, the screen. I felt like Michael B. Jordan took the screen. Right 100%. 100%. I just and I think like, whenever really? he was on the screen, he was amazing. And we haven't talked about or I don't know if we're going to talk about But when we first meet his character, I mean, as, as Michael B. Jordan, right? And it's in the museum, and he's just a stone-cold badass killer mm-hmm. um, along, with, uh, he, along with Andy Serkis, who was funny, just he took one that of mask, only, and they all yes. have They all have that same mask in other tribes, yeah. and he took it because he, he knew. took it 100%. So let's go to the, uh, the James Bondy part of, of, of the movie, which was basically they were in South Korea looking for um, vibranium sales. They were looking for— They were looking for, uh, I believe, Clue. Uh, Andy Serkis's character because yeah. they were trying to capture him, I believe. Right. And you had kind of the first time where, where he was working with his sister behind the scenes and you had kind of, it was almost like a, a Mission Impossible, James Bond, whatever you want to call it, secret agent type of of part to the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, what I love about that part in the scene is that when it the shit goes down, it's seriously a single shot of the whole action sequence going from one part of the top of the of the casino to the bottom part of the casino and everything like that. I mean, it was a really amazing shot done well and 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 I love the car chase scene at the end of it because seriously like that's when you see Black Panther just he's finally in the public eye and everything like that. And it's such a rat scene when he's actually on the top of the car. Showed you the technology and he, and too he, yeah, of that of oh, Wakanda so like it was like, "Whoa, this is a whole nother level that I the, the highest level was Tony Stark." You yeah. know, it was, it was like this is different. And one of the problems with the MCU is that they've set these bars, 
each movie sets these bars of we've got to be a bigger battle scene. We've got to be a bigger uh, car chase. It's got to be more, more helicopters, more cars, more explosions, more this. And I felt like this, this movie went, screw that. I'm going to do it my way. We're going to have a cool ass car chase. And it's going to be a little different. Right. And, and if you look at the movies that I think have been successful in, in shunning kind of the Marvel bar, uh, if you look at something like Ant-Man, which they're like, okay, we can't compete with Captain America because <laughs> Captain America and Ant-Man are two very different things. <laughs> so we're going to make heist movies, and it's going to be really cool. <laughs> and then if you look at something like... Doctor um, Strange. Doctor Strange, where it was a very cerebral movie, or or like uh, the, the most recent Thor, where they went completely out of the world, like just out-of-worldly and crazy. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're breaking boundaries. Guardians of the Galaxy did this, too where it just they don't hold to the norms of the MCU. And every time this happens when a movie breaks away from the norm, it's good. When it tries to be bigger and badder than the last movie, it fails. I'll I'll, I'll actually talk about one of the couple of the scenes of the movies that are my favorite part of the scenes is when they actually go to the ancestors uh, universe and they speak to the old Black Panthers or they speak to their fathers and whatnot. How it's shot and it captures you into another universe that it doesn't require you to be up in space or requires you to be, you know, seriously like, you know, part of the Avengers. Like you're so wrapped up into the story that it's such a beautiful film when you see it at the end of it, man. It really is beautiful. It, it, they were not like, I feel like the, I don't know if it's the visual effects or just the actual, some of these scenes. It was so beautiful seeing all these sunsets and I think it was just mixture, backgrounds. Yeah, I think it was a mixture of visual effects. And I think you actually felt the culture of the different places. Um, and I think, the, and just to jump in, I think the characters were really well drawn. I think that they weren't stereotypes, which I think that a lot of action movies, going from Die Hard, which I hated, uh, to Avengers, which I hated, is, is that we have these characters who are realistic, at least in the sense of they have personality. I can't Sean. believe you hate Die Hard. Yeah, I you really hate Die Hard. I just can't believe that. Uh, you're, you know? you're just wrong. <laughs> I, I really so moving it. on, one of the characters so who I love is Okoye, uh, which I think we need to talk about her and the rest of the the guards, she women, uh, whatever they are. She's, badass, she's the best. Dude. She's the best she's one so out of. Cool. They've said that she's been the best guardian of all time. Yeah, like Lapita Nyong'o. I think she did a fantastic. I job thought she was amazing. I think What's her seriously, name, I think I th- Nakia. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Well, no, I loved. Her, I loved. Uh, I loved Shuri. Um, but what I'm talking about is is. Danae uh, Guerra, I guess, or Gira, uh, oh, who plays Okoye, and she's yes. kind of the leader she's of from, his... from uh, The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. The, yes. the, the, yes. the sword? She's Michonne. Michonne? Yes. So, she is! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you realizing just, just, just realizing now that? realizing this? So one yeah, of the, She didn't have true. hair. That's the one problem. One of the things that this, this movie did so beautifully... I yeah, her step with the other... Yeah, yeah. Is it showed these, like, powerful guards... Powerful and, women. And I know that we, we don't want to necessarily jump into... Um, Gender, catering yeah. to a specific it was thing. awesome I to see it, it was really cool to see and, some badass and women. I'm going to say so there was a couple of scenes like okay so I'm not a huge fan of of these scenes just just for the scenes right just just to show female empowerment or whatever if, if it's if, if that's the purpose of the scene eh. but if it happens to empower women in the scene I'm a huge fan and if you looked at like the last Avengers movie when uh, all the like yes, all the yeah, women yeah, come together yeah. and like badassly fight Thanos. Yeah, you didn't see it. I but saw it. it was, did not see it. That was a moment. Like it felt natural. It felt it's like Captain Marvel was, and yeah, uh, it, Potter and her also. And, and I felt like that. Like Brandon was saying earlier, this she movie didn't pander to anyone. Uh, the movie didn't pander to anyone. It showed these strong ass women who just. F shit up. Like they were just, they were there to literally protect the king, and that was their and duty. Then, I mean, I know we're jumping way ahead, but the fact that they're the only ones who stayed with the Black Panther, with with uh, T'Challa, and everybody else turns on him, and they're like, we're going to protect our king because he hasn't technically abdicated the throne. Yeah. Um, to me, I'm like, yeah. Of course, that also was the start of, to me, the downfall of this movie, which I'll talk about which later. Which was the final battle. Like, which was the final that battle. That part in the final scene of the final battle when she like goes to his lover, you know, and she's like, you know, would you kill me for Wakanda? Yeah. She goes, without question. Yes. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then he goes against her. I was like, that is not something I would do against <laughs> my like, wife. No. Dude, that was dope. So we've kind of missed a character in all this, and that's Everett Ross. Andy Serkis. Oh. Oh, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis was amazing because, you know, what I would, what I loved is that I saw his face 
He was just a computer-generated <laughs> thing. Martin, <laughs> Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Hey, Martin Freeman was amazing. In the Hobbit, actually. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, just yeah. literally had Bil- Bibble Baggins and Gollum. Yeah, well, and you, and and, and uh, what's it? You had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, I loved, I loved, and I, I don't know if you guys, <laughs> I don't know if you guys read the uh, the IMDb uh, fun facts because I sure did. But I, I thought I, I laughed actually while I was watching this and reading those that they they referred to uh, both Circus and Freeman as the Tolkien white. White guys, yeah, the token white guys. <laughs> like literally, they're the token white guys and the Tolkien white guys with uh, with who they are. But I thought Everett uh, Everett was a very interesting character. So I didn't get his where he fit in in Civil War that much. Like I, I didn't. Oh, he's it, in that one. Yeah, a very integral part because he's interviewing um, the white. Uh, he's part of Shields, right? Yeah, he's part of Shield, and he's interviewing um, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Like that's his so job. does he bring Black Panther into the Avengers? Is that his? No. Oh. So he kind of is. He kind of gets caught up in this fight, and then brings kind of gets brought to Wakanda and just joins the fight. So it's kind of like he just gets swept up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't necessarily built in, but I like that they used they used some unifying characters from the Avengers movie from Civil War. It made it feel like a coherent universe, and I think that was it was a nice tie into really like the, nice yeah, tie-in, yeah, yeah. And but uh, you guys are talking about Andy Circus. I love Andy Circus. We all love Andy Circus. I mean, he's going to be an amazing Alfred. Alfred. I mean, but so good. I just didn't think he was that strong of a character in this movie, oh, man. Really? Well, he I got killed really he quick. Was... I don't know. There's something about yeah, Killmonger killed him. Yeah, you didn't remember that part. Like almost at the very beginning, so that's what's really. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the airport, I was thinking of Martin Freeman. I'm like, no, no, I, I yeah, was, yeah. In I was one white guy behind. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that no, was, yeah, yeah. That was, was true. kind of a big criticism I had of the movie was you had, um, you had Ulysses Claw mm-hmm. in Avengers: yeah. Age of Ultron. You had him brought up as this really badass villain. Yeah. And then he, they just kind of killed him. They just kind of agreed. Okay, yeah. Since we're talking about him, really I, I he was agree. he was the ticket for Killmonger to come into Wakanda. Wakanda. That's right. when he and uh, Killmonger knew this. Yeah, like he, he was using him the whole play time. The and I think whole it time. shows yeah. how badass Killmonger, or yeah. maybe not how bad he even killed his girlfriend. How? Yeah, yeah exactly. How much intense. he doesn't give a, a shit for anybody else. Yeah. He's just like I'm. Just I've got one priority. This is what I worry about. And whoever it is, collateral damage. And in all fairness, he he accomplished his goal pretty quickly and easily. He Uh, says it in the end. He's like, see, I seriously killed brothers and sisters, man, to get to this spot. I've been waiting my whole life for this fuck for this moment, you know. (laughs) I used that word. We didn't say the F word because it's a. I didn't hear the F word. You're all good. (laughs) So you know Winston. You know Winston Duke. Winston Duke was in us. Yeah, Winston Duke and uh, Lupita. uh, You know, both pretty cool. This is a cool thing here, guys. Lupita and Winston Duke, uh, the other guy that was in the um, tribe. the tribe and whatnot. He was the leader of the ICE. Both of them the, the, actually the went to the same group. school, I believe. Yes. And they both were actually, I guess they both watched the first Avengers, you know, you know, in the theaters. And they're like, man, it wouldn't be amazing to be in this. Would it be <laughs> and in now they big? And now they're in this, man. But yeah, they're both actually a couple in Us. And fantastic movie, by the way. Um, I, I saw some uh, cast connections there. Uh, so let's kind of go and fast forward to the end of the movie, which is... Uh, kind of a big battle between uh, <sighs> tribes. Tribes, but you also had this this subsequent battle between Killmonger and T'Challa, who was regained a form of strength by apparently not his mother. No, no, <laughs> no was it? Um, yeah, so he he's strong. Uh, he's fighting Killmonger. Then you've got the sister, and you've got the kind of the badass women guard fighting the the troops, and then you've got. A the fifth clan come back to kind of come back home, and I like to go back before that, where like you know, when he goes to his ancestors and his father's like trying to welcome, like, hey, this is your time. He's like, no, I I need to leave because you created this monster, you created this, you know, everything that you are was a lie. You were wrong. You were wrong. And I love how when you actually see uh, Killmonger's uh, going to his ancestors and it's not the same. He's still haunting going back to his it's his dad. His dad. Because his dad even says, "Oh, you're not you're not like happy to see me. Are you not and crying that's such to a see powerful me?" Scene, man. Like those yeah. two actors. He's well, just like. And in all fairness, Sterling K. Brown is probably one of the finest. He's oh, one of the finest actors. Beautiful in his actor. Generation. He's on the show. This is us. And every week, it's just I love him. It tears out your heart. He's so good. Oh, sorry. I just love him so much. So then, can I talk about how much I hate the end? Yeah. Cool. Because uh, to me, and this is my problem with the Marvel movies especially, but also just superheroes in general, with the exception 
uh, of Batman, and and I know you can call me hypocrite all you want, but to me, there's something realistic about the Batman fight scenes and the battle scenes that we just don't get in the Marvel movies. And and I'm just gonna go ahead and, sure, and the rebel nipples have a lot to do. with Well, that. there is that. Gosh darn it, why George we Clooney we was sh- hot, and so was Val Kilmer. God, we got so many bad movies, and we go to Joel Schumacher. Ah, you know who wouldn't though? Joel Schumacher. Batman you're 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 a, you're a national treasure of, he of died too. No he didn't. Pretty sure. Oh, please tell me it's not Bullsh- look, look for it up. He did. He didn't. Oh, did he, he did. Cause a sad day. <laughs> Fucking 2020, man. And I'll um, I'll keep that F word in there. Was it was it 2020? Anyway, I'm going to go with it. So one of my biggest problems and I'm probably going to say this again when I give my little review, um, but the rhinos. When you see a rhino smack somebody and who should have been gorged and then they fly literally 30 feet up in the air and 40 feet a distance. Was he wearing and his vest? And then all of a sudden he was wearing It doesn't wearing matter. It's the stupidest. For me, it was a for okay, here's the deal. It is the stupidest thing He's I've ever seen. With that wait, 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 wait. I don't wait. care. Okay, let's talk about... No, wait, I want to hear it. Let's talk about like... Would have been so better. He was 80, by the way. Joel Schumacher. Oh, oh good life, buddy. <laughs> He's done pretty good. Batman has Poor little bit off better if it was like, billion. you know, big elephants with people on top of those elephants. And then oh, they're called a, olifants, and okay? Then, they're different and things then, in the elf, Lord of the Rings. Do not bring Lord of the Rings into this then, at all. I swear to God, then, then watch your okay, mouth. Okay, 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 no, no, no. I have, an actual, I have an actual thing for you. Ready? Ready? Here's the difference. One takes place in middle freaking Earth, and one takes place on Earth. Not really, actually. Africa. What kind of whatever? Okay, let me just say it. There has to be, there has to be some kind of grounding in reality. Guess what? The first fight grounded in Brandon, reality. They're no, 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 getting no, no. High. Okay, Eddie, I'm going to no, talk to you. Get, no, no, Ready? Stop. Hold Ready? On. What? Hold on. They're We're talking about high. vibranium. They're here. getting high on a mythical flower that turns you into Black Panther. They're not they're high. Using a, they're using a metal that fell from the from space that's more important exactly. than anything. Exactly. They, 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 they have a necklace. No, they have a no, necklace that yeah. turns your whole body that's into That's very granted. That's suit. very granted right there. You ground this shit in reality. It has to be real. There's an invisible force field around the town. So here's... here's For a minute. This guy's getting shot by... Wait, he's getting shot. No, no, here's my MCU. No, 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 no. No, here's my MCU. No, no, history, right? I go and I see Iron Man. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Ground in reality. It's got a little bit of science fiction, but science and fiction. And then all of a sudden, I see Avengers, and I'm like, oh, people are just doing all sorts of shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, this is. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Fucked up. I don't like it. Never, I'm not gonna have fun. Books, huh? No, I don't. Will I will never you like never MCU. Books. No, I don't like comic books. I yeah. like literature. But you just said Batman is realistic. Oh yeah, because it's realistic. Guess what? Guess what? What's anyone really? with enough startup capital, anyone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are we talking Nolan? We because talk- he has a freaking tank for we're a talking, car. We're talking about that mo- a motorcycle that's realistic. We're talking about him jumping oh, off. I'm, I'm sorry. You know Him what? jumping off the top of, uh, what was that, in China? He jumped off the very top. Okay. No, no, no. no you're, somehow- thinking, you're thinking Mission Impossible, okay? <laughs> that was actually the Dark Knight. <laughs> it was Dark Knight. Yeah. I know. We're talking about Bane. We're talking about Bane, Bane how he oh, escaped off. Anyway. Bane was terrible. Yeah, no, anyway. he blew up a, a football field. Anyway. Brandon is spoken. Here's what I liked about the end of the movie. Please tell me. I liked the fact that you had every single character in peril and they all survived. Not a single one that you really cared about. Exactly. That was my point. You had the one female that got killed by Killmonger. That Which was is pretty hardcore. Was pretty hardcore. Slit oh, yeah. her throat and said, you know, she even said, Wakanda forever. And then he just slit her throat. And that Wakanda was. forever. <coughs> that was the other. I guess you could say if yeah, the, a lot of people <clears throat> actually died in that battle. Yeah, like yeah. what were you guys watching? None of the main people. His sister didn't die. His Not a single one. Martin but, Freeman, who has blasters shot at him and through the glass, <laughs> and he's like five percent and he's gonna blow up. And the <laughs> shit a, gets it. He gets it's out. A powerful place. Oh my god! <laughs> Lucky white. No. <laughs> so my my problem with this movie is that I think that there was there could have been a I would have almost rather them and I'm stuttering. I would have almost rather them get rid of the flower and not fight as black panthers and fight again as people. Oh, that would have been good. Um because oh I think Chadwick Boseman's character was so much more uh he had so much more character, he had so much more honesty, he had so much more integrity. He was such a much better human being that I would have liked to see him beat Killmonger, not as Black Panther, but as a human well, being. Let me That's ask why he kind of did that on the inside he, the he inside the, the train. Yeah. I would argue that. That's what that made them human. He even said, so the, the costumes, you know, or I don't know, the the suit is not as effective. We're right. more human. Right. And I understand, but I would almost rather just well, get rid of the special effects and let them just beat each other I up. I think it's really good. But let me let me ask you this question, Sean. Is, <clears throat> is T'Challa a different 
human being. It's a different person, different personality in the Black Panther than he, he is outside. I think he came back as a different person. When he went to go see his father and he blamed his father and his father basically said, yeah, you got to clean it up because that's your job as king. I think he came back as a, a better human being and a better Black Panther. Humbled, too. I think he came back as a more knowledgeable Exactly. And so yeah. in humble. that case, mm-hmm. yeah, humble. I think he definitely comes from the humble. I think that he he knows more um, about the situation. That he isn't so blinded, maybe by Killmonger and by, yeah. by Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so no, I, I do appreciate that. I actually liked the ending for the most part in the train. Um, and and to me, I know I'm kind of going off topic a little bit. I'm staying on topic. Is to me, I wrote down in my notes that the best acting, I think, hands down, is the scene with. Um, Michael B. Jordan with Michael B. Jordan dying. Yeah. I thought oh, that, yeah. that to me was beautiful, heartbreaking, and choosing and beautiful. to die, choosing not to be healed, yes, choosing, and then to yeah. come up to the yeah to go up and see the sunset uh, or the sunrise and just oh. in like you felt like you felt emotion when he was like, how does it feel like you know being a kid you know believing my dad the, told, he, me, told me told me you know and you just totally like you're just like it gives me chills just thinking about it right now oh, God. you know it's just it's just like, it's so heart heartbreaking and then that last line he says I'd rather choose death. Than you know to be captive. That's one of the most hardcore, beautiful lines I've ever heard in a fucking movie. And it's so him. Like I yeah. see, I feel like that captured yeah, yeah. his 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 character completely. And uh, that scene also showed you Chadwick uh, T'Challa, right? That you know what he's to tilt. Sorry, but we but just said it, it four different yeah. ways. <laughs> but it showed you that I. I want my cousin to be alive. Like he's right. still working with us. Like, hey man, like we'll, I, we can still keep you alive. It showed you that he was also working. Also, like, hey, I, I would really like you still to be here, right. if possible. Like, I have this love for you, and I, I will do whatever it takes. I actually got, I got, I got more of a, th- a theme that he wanted him to help him run it, like help him. Yeah, I saw. I feel help that. him enter. Like, come, ha- come in this place with me. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, uh, Chadwick, good man. That brings us to the end of review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides their score of our scale of zero to five. Eddie, can you take us through our scale, please? Yes. Uh, zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or lifting home. Four, a rough morning walk of shame. Five, you black out, shit face, spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with Jeremiah. I feel like the Black Panther is the complete package of everything that you want to go into the movies and then just maybe miss going to the theaters and just losing yourself for like two hours into a story that just takes a hold of you. Um, I think it changed the way people see uh, a film. I think it actually opened up a whole new world, a whole new way of life to the masses. I think the movie stands on its own, and that's what we've been talking about is like this movie does stand on its own away from like the Marvel Universe and everything like that. And seriously, that takes a lot to do that for a comic book film. I think the cast is amazing. I think the score is probably one of my favorite scores of the past five years. The soundtrack is fantastic, by the way. You should actually pick up the soundtrack when you get the chance. Oh, yeah. Um, it drags here and there within the movie. I just wasn't a fan of Andy Serkis's, uh I think it was just kind of a, like just a lame story lame part of the story to get him you know have Kilmarga come and get him to uh his ticket to go to Wakanda but I think Michael B. Jordan is probably one of the best villains that you will see in a comic book movie in a very long time uh the picture itself is stunning and it's one of my top favorite comic book movies that's been out for the past like maybe 10 years or so so for me it's a 1.5 man it's a feel good first cocktail with an extra shot for me wow Eddie what do you think 1.5 German 1.5 okay so, for some reason, it doesn't hold. For the first time watching this movie, I remember it being amazing. I just, and then watching it the second time, I was able to pick apart some areas of the movie. I'm you know, interested if I'm going to watch this movie a third time. But overall, it just it just holds. I still feel like to this day, it still holds its own corner of the MCU universe. Um, just everything about that culture, I love it. And I really love the, the cast. I love the soundtrack. Um, it was a movie that I feel like showed a lot of traditional values. Uh, it jumped around perfectly with uh, different uh, time zones for me. I felt like it was able to... Uh, I didn't like maybe the last scene, possibly. It felt like it took... All of a sudden, you jump in the middle of the earth. That felt like it was a little weird. That's All of a sudden, like they're floating in, and they landed perfectly on their feet on the train. 
which was super kind of weird at that point. But you know what? It is the MC universe and everything is very, you have to take your mind outside of uh, what's real and what's not real. Um, But I feel like it's better than a lot of uh, superhero movies. I feel like it's, it's definitely, it could easily, of all the superhero movies in there, it could easily be in the top 10 of superhero movies. And there's a lot that's out there right now. Um, with that being said, though, I do see feel like there uh, there could have been maybe more uh, development in a couple other characters. Uh, I I feel like for me, Michael B. Jordan is my favorite character, and he was the best part about this movie for me. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie a, a solid two. Just a happy buzz. I feel like it's it's better than the average movie, uh, so I'm gonna give it a solid two. Uh, Brandon. Okay, so this is my second time seeing this movie, and and as I mentioned before, I've I've seen and if I count this right, five uh, of the Marvel movies. Of the how many are there now? There's twelve plus. Yeah, twelve plus. Uh, so there's a lot more than twelve plus. Yeah, let's um, call it thirty. At some <laughs> point, at some point, I promise my son when he gets a little bit older, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna watch them all in chronological order and and do that. So I will be seeing Black Panther again. Uh, I remember seeing the first time I saw this um, this movie. I was I was kind of blown away with everything up until that last twenty minutes. And so, um, kind of going back to what I said before, I'm just not a fan of of the Marvel movies. I I just am not a fan of really action movies in general, but especially the MCU where you destroy, you blow up, you kill all unrealistically with terrible quick jokes thrown in. It's just not my thing. The car crashes; it should kill a person twelve times over. Yet here they are, walking away just fine, whether they're a superhero or not. Uh, that being said, um, you know, I, I just didn't enjoy the end. And then watching it again, I, there were other parts of the movie where I was just like, you know what, that's just not that I'm asking for complete reliability or, or realisticness, but uh, there needs to be something. OK, um, the one thing that I think saved this is is some of the acting performances. Chadwick Boseman. Um, absolutely. Michael B. Jordan. Absolutely. Uh, Letitia Wright as Shuri. Absolutely. I think that they handle this movie so beautifully and so well that in a lot of ways, it for me, it helps cover up some of the major glaring flaws of this movie as an MCU movie. Um, I just can't see a rhino gorge somebody and then fly them, fling them 40 feet and then they get up and run away. I know, Clearly I know. You've never know. seen a mythical rhino hit a soldier. Correct. I haven't. Exactly. Um, and to me, the fact that we have to justify it as a mythical or a magical or a superhero dot dot dot. Um, to me, it's just it's just not my cup of so tea. What about like a ring that controls all just the Just not my cup of tea. <laughs> it's a fantasy world as opposed to the real world. Anyway. Wait, are you still presupposing that the real world has superheroes in it? That being said, <laughs> you guys did something that I didn't think that would happen coming into this, and that is that you have raised my score in, in a positive way. Um, do I think that it's a, it's a good movie? No, I really don't. Do I think that it has potential? Absolutely. Uh, would I love to see this written more as a Batman-type movie where things are grounded a little bit more, just a little bit more in reality? I would love that especially with the acting performances that we do get from the characters and the character development that we do get. That being said, I am going with a three. Um, I am Ubering and I am lifting home and uh, heck, who knows, maybe on the on my way to the bed, I'll go take another shot. But at, as of right now, uh, I'm just want to get home. So there it is. Three. <clears throat> Sean. All right. <clears throat> so I think Black Panther did things in movies that uh, Marvel had been struggling with in 23 films or 25 films or how many films that had been there, yeah. Uh, yeah, before it got to Black Panther. I think that uh, Michael B. Jordan was probably the greatest villain the, the MCU has ever seen, except for yep. Thanos. I think that Chadwick Boseman was a calm, collected superhero that was... Uh, it was as close to Superman as you possibly could get, which is Superman is my favorite, uh, which is he was altruistic. He was good. He was genuinely good. He had very few flaws. He wasn't an antihero. He was literally a good human being. And uh, I really appreciated that. I loved his sister. Um, I loved I loved everything about the universe that they created around Wakanda. I love that it was a standalone movie. Uh, some things that I did not like were very evident. I did not care for the first 15, you know, the first fight scene, the 15 minutes where it was in darkness. I didn't much care for the final battle between um, Killmonger and uh, T'Challa. Uh, I thought that the cultural aspect of it was beautiful. I thought that the uh, representation of Wakanda and the tribes and all that was just 
it was refreshing and breathtaking and fresh, but old at the same time. Uh, the music was obviously very good. Uh, do I think that it should have won Best Picture? No. Do I think that uh, you know it's the greatest movie in the world? No. But is it a very good MCU movie? I think yes, it is a very good movie. And that's kind of what I created my score around. I looked at the better or, or worse movies. Did I think Thor Ragnarok was better or worse? Uh, I thought Thor was better. I thought Iron Man was better. I thought Avengers Endgame was better. But that's, you know, uh, maybe Civil War. That's where the, the line stops. Um, so it's definitely top 10 uh, MCU movies, It's I think. Um, uh, top 10 comic book movies, uh, maybe top 15 if you, if you add the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, so I give it a 2.5. I think it's, it's an average movie, but it's an above average MCU movie. Eddie, when you take those scores, you divide by four. What does that to give Black Panther? It gives us a 2.25. And a 2.25, Jeremy, where does that put us on the list of movies? Happy Buzz and then some. Yeah, it puts a little uh, tied up with uh, Tombstone and Twilight. No! Tombstone's worse. And really? <laughs> yeah. I like Tombstone better. Tombstone's worse. I mean, Bill Paxton, enough said. Oh, I come on. Twister's a, awesome. It, it's better than a 2.5. Like, yeah, I think I, it, it's just better than an average movie. It's just a good movie. Yeah, it's something that you can easily watch again right. a couple times. Um, all right, if you enjoyed our <laughs> review or a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. Uh, you can visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com, or if you want to reach out, you can do so by email at thegentlemanpodcast.com. Hold press, hold the press. Beep 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 beep. beep, beep. I want to give a shout out to Greenville, North Carolina. Thank Greenville. you, uh, Greenville. Thank you for listening. Continue, should I say please. Greenville, y'all. Uh, Fargo, North Dakota. North oh, da- hey there, Fargo. North Fargo. Da- North you Dakota. have a great movie, eh? Yeah. Fargo, North Dakota, okay. uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. At that, oh, I love Chattanooga. Ch- big shout out to Chattanooga. I know a couple yeah. people out there, so that's Me great. Too. Uh, yeah, thank you. We also want to express our condolences to the uh, families ravaged by the hurricane down south in uh, Louisiana and Texas, and we're praying for them, uh, praying for their family and their recovery. And uh, we also just just want to reiterate the fact that we are. Uh, we recognize and we dedicate this episode to Chadwick Boseman and his family and everyone he leaves behind. Uh, with all accounts, he was just a magnificent human being, and he is surely a loss for both Hollywood and the world. Uh, for legal reasons, we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us, and because we live in a ridiculous society where people are stupid, we must ask you please don't drink and drive if you're listening to us in the car. That being said, uh, we raise our glasses now to Chadwick, and thank you for... Uh, a wonderful movie, a wonderful life, and a very wonderful contribution to the MCU. Thank you, Chadwick. Cheers, gentlemen.